In today's show, we're looking back at the action from Thursday. Only three games on, but quite a bit of news, including a potential trade coming down very soon. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all all platforms. Early show today because there were four games on and the Warriors-Nuggets game got postponed and that was the late one. So it's just three early games. We're going to talk about that. All of the news as well. We'll do a Watfo and that's that's today's show. It won't be too long, although there is quite a bit of news to get to. So let's get to that news right now. Let's talk about some players in COVID protocols. Always a fun thing to talk about. If it's a Zubats, so Serge Ibaka with Hartenstein out and Zubats out, they're going to play some Morris at center, but there's no Batum either. Um, Serge might be a streamer. Spencer Dinwiddie's out in Washington. We'll talk about that uh, at the Wizards recap later on. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Chris Duarte are out in Indiana. So we're going to get Justin Holiday with a boost. Karis Levert gets a boost, obviously. Kiefer Sykes for deeper leagues. Uh, maybe O'Shea Brissett gets a little bit of a boost there. Keelan Martin for deeper leagues too. Um, Jeff Green, along with Bones Highland and Zeke Naji in Denver. So Austin Rivers, Faku Kampazo, uh, Vlako Chanchar for deeper leagues, if he's even available to play their next game. They are all in COVID protocols. Well, Frank Jackson's ankle sprain is going to have him out at least seven to 10 days. That's going to help again, Players like Cassius Stanley for deeper leagues, but Hamadou Diallo in the short term as well. But guys like Hayes and Lee and Joseph and Cunningham, all those guys are going to be back really soon before Jackson is, and that's going to eliminate any Jack- any value Jackson would have had. The Raptors players are basically all back. Vanderbilt Bar and Anthony Edwards are basically back. They're both officially listed questionable for the Wolves, but I think they're going to be back. Um, Donovan Mitchell is off the injury report in Utah with his back injury, but JaVale McGee, is in protocols now for the Suns, as is DeAndre Ayton. So we're looking at sticks. Jalen Smith, he is going to have some short-term value there uh, as, as a stream option, a pretty good streamer, to be fair, um, in uh, in Phoenix. And then the other news, which I know that everyone wants to talk about, is the news that Rajon Rondo is expected to be traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I would say that this is 99% happening. In fact, by the time I wake up tomorrow morning, so within 24 hours, this will be done is my expectation. Rondo currently is in health and safety protocols, but this trade will be done. Will it involve much going back for the Cavs? The Cavs do need to either waive somebody or send someone out. It won't be of anything important because Rondo's not worth anything. It might even just be a top 55 protected second round pick or something like that. So I don't think we need to look at the Lakers getting players back that are going to have an impact here. They need, they want roster spots to sign Stanley Johnson, and they can do that by trading away Rondo. I think they might still waive John, Jordan, yeah, sorry, DeAndre Jordan anyway, 
and Roxanne and Darren Collison, who's there on a 10-day too. So I think Collison and Johnson might be on the roster, while Rondo and Jordan might be out. So that's how those roster machinations work. So for the Lakers, nothing really changes. Rondo was not a part of the rotation regularly. He didn't play every night. So him, his absence doesn't change anything for Monk or for Allington or for Bradley or for Nunn when he eventually returns, one of the phantoms of the NBA, Kendrick Nunn. Um, whether those guys return, Rondo's absence doesn't impact them because he wasn't playing anyway. But in Cleveland is where things get interesting. Obviously, there is no Rick Rubio for the rest of the season. Rubio is playing like 27, 28 minutes a night. And I do not, under any circumstance, think that Rondo plays that role. Colin Sexton is out. Yes, I know that. But look, I think, and Darius Garland is currently out too. Garland and Rubio might actually rejoin the team at the same time. Not Rubio, Rondo, sorry. Might join the team at the same time. I think, look... Rondo will play. The Cavs think he's good. He is not. He has not been good for a very, very long time. Um, he could very easily here play 13 minutes a night. Garland plays 35. Rondo plays 13. That could be how they do it. Could they decide to cross them over a little bit the way they did with Rubio? Yeah, sure. I think they could. I think there is no way in the world that Rondo is playing 28 minutes a night. There is no way. You know, try and work out how that rotation looks. You've got um, guys like Lamar Stevens, who JB likes playing. There is Denzel the Hammer Valentine, which we'll talk about him a little bit later. Weird stuff with the rotation today. There is the Discman, CD Arsman. So Chetty is going to get a bump in his minutes too. And I don't think that we're going to... It's, it's not... And as, again, we'll talk about this with the Cavs game today. A player goes down. It's not just a like-for-like -like replacement. Rubio goes down. Isaac Okoro doesn't become Ricky Rubio. We saw that today. Rubio, Rondo Brink comes in. He doesn't become Ricky Rubio. He's not that good. He's nowhere near that good. He's not remotely close to that good. Now, can Rondo become an assists streamer who gives you four and a half assists with one steal? Maybe. Is that must roster 12? Not even close to it. Maybe in a 16-team league, I would consider it. But he is actually really bad. Everything I'm saying here, Though, you do have to couch what I'm saying with the fact that I think Rondo is bad and I have thought Rondo is bad for a long time. And if I was coaching a team, much like the way Frank Vogel is looking at they put him out there and Frank Vogel just goes, uh, uh, and has to pull him out of the game. Right? And that's how it's been for him for years. But will Bickerstaff feel that way? Maybe there is a sliver. There's a bee's dick chance that Rondo plays 28 at night. And if he plays 28 minutes a night, yeah, he is a fantasy option. I am not burning an ad, a waiver spot, nothing like that to grab Rondo personally. Happily will admit it if I'm wrong. Absolutely no problem admitting if I'm wrong if Rondo, if Rondo comes in and plays 25 a night and is good. He was really good when they won the title in the playoffs only. Shithouse in the regular season, shithouse every other season since then. Bad for the Clippers, bad for the Hawks, bad for the Lakers before that run. Bad, really bad. Not playing at all this year. Um... Yeah, so I am not, I'm not fired up about adding him. I'm not excited about adding him. I'm not anything. I just, I don't think that he is going to, as a backup point guard, come in and say, well, he's so good. He's playing sixth man, 28 minutes a night. The minimum is 13. He probably plays more than the 13, but maybe it's 17. And there's a little bit of crossover there. And Osman gets the minutes at the two. And Stevens gets those minutes at the two. And Valentine, if he's still on the roster, gets the minutes at the two. Not Rondo getting all... It's just uh, vacuuming up all that playing time. I don't see it. 
Happy to be wrong. If you, what do you think? If you are here in YouTube in the comments, tell me. How dumb am I, Rondo? Am I off on him? Am I just completely wrong? Say it right in the comments. Josh, you're a dickhead. Rondo's going to get 25 minutes. Rondo's a legend. Hall of Famer. Yes, he is a Hall of Famer. Write it down. Tell me what you think. Let's do a Watford. We haven't done one this week, but this one comes from GB9T. What are the odds that Rudy Gobert finishes in the top 10? You gave me no no ideas about what, what sort of format you were considering, so I'll do it as I always do. Per game, category leagues with my rankings, um, and I think that there is... What, what did I actually write down here? 1%. Rudy Gobert is, so far this season, using... Where's my, where's my number? Using my rankings here, he is the 25th ranked player this season. Top 10? I could almost put that at zero. There's no way. I'm sorry. There's absolutely no way that he will be a top 10 player at the end of this season. And I, if you include turnovers, which is a shit way to value a player, yes, I know that if you include total values and include turnovers, he's way up there. Again, it's a shit way to value players, I think. I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell this. I know that you're going to say, oh, Dan, Dan Besbris does it all the time. I know that. And I'll tell Dan I think it's, I think it's done. But he plays exclusively nine-cat roto, and that means more in that format. The vast majority of people, 70% of us here, are playing head-to-head category leagues. And valuing turnovers and total value is not an ideal way to do this. So that is why when I reference rankings, that is how I reference them. If you want to talk about whether he's a nine-cat totals top 10 player, the value probably goes a lot higher there because he is like sixth or something this season. But that does not mean anything to me. So I say it's 1% that he finishes in the top 10. Bang, there you go. Roast me as much as you want. Go and dob on me to Dan. Let's go. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. And after that lovely song, it's time for me to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is something I've been telling you about for months now. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you haven't checked it out yet, what are you waiting for? What is the holdup? Go to pricepicks.com right now and sign up and you get a 100% match deposit bonus up to $100, but only if you use our code NBA. It is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. More NBA props than any other site, including the superstars, but also those bench blokes, including Rajon Rondo. Yeah, over under Rajon Rondo, three points. Can you do that? Pricepicks will have it for you. So go in there, you pick two to five players, get their over under on their particular prop, whether it's points or assists or threes or blocks, whatever you want. Combine them together and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. And it doesn't just have to be the NBA. You can add other sports in there as well. Mixed sport entries. So download the app. It's award-winning, allegedly. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less and payouts are safe and fast. So go to pricepicks.com today. Use the code NBA or go to your app store and download the app. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing Pricepicks, honestly, you don't know what you're missing. That will take us now to look at the top added players over the last 24 hours. Number one was Isaac Okoro. I guess it was worth taking a flyer on him today with three games on. But as I constantly preach, I don't believe that he is going to be this must-roster 12-team league guy. Hamadou Diallo up 40%. I think that's a good short-term stream. It's only short-term. Um, yeah, it is It is only short-term to, to have him as that um, as that player. Gary Payton up 17. Jordan Poole's going to be back next game. I think he can be dropped. Herbalife Jones, yep, with Ingram out. Value there. Aaron Wiggins up 13. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, maybe for a game or two. I'm not sure he's going to be must roster 12. Josh Richardson up 9%. Yeah, 
Right, Marcus Smart's back. I think he's more going to be 14 team. Bagley up seven. No. Claxton up seven. Yes, absolutely. 12 team league guy. Malik Monk up six. Yes, 12 team league player. And then Davis Bertans. Well, he got sick today, so he didn't play. So that was obviously a wasted ad. And let's look now at the top uh, drops over that time frame. Rubio down 48%. Let's uh, play the music one more time. couple of heat blokes. Gabe Vincent down 28. He's in the protocols. Drop him. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess down 18. Drop him. Chemezi Metu down 14%. Probably is a drop, but played all right yesterday. Ivan Fournier down 12. Horton Tucker down 10. Yes and yes. Cody Martin down 7. Drop. Uh, Doug McDermott down 6. Nick Batum down 6. Yes, drop, drop. Or Kyle Anderson down 4%. I think he's a hold for tomorrow. And then we'll make that assumption or make that uh, determination after that. All right, so now let's go and look at these games. The first one, blowout in the end. The Bucks win at 136 to 118. Not really a surprise to see the Bucks get over the top of the old Orlando Magic there. Um, Milwaukee was basically healthy, just no Lopez, no Ojale. Drew Holiday, what an amazing line this is. 25, 5, and 7, 3 steals, 2 blocks, 3 threes, 73% shooting. I legitimately had more than one person at the start of the season in about week three, I think it was, or maybe when he came back from his injury, oh, do I drop Drew Holiday? How long do we give Drew Holiday? As long, kids, cover him. As long as he fucking wants. Like, what? 40th ranked player this season, 27th over the last two weeks. That's huge. Big game from uh, Drew. Be patient. Giannis and Giannis had 33, 12, and 5. He had a pair of blocks, a pair of steals. He was 6 of 6 from the line. Another huge game from Yanni. And Chrissy Middleton was also big, 22, 3, and 6. That's the big three there, right? Big performances. Punch Bob had just 11 and 9 in 26, and that enabled DeMarcus to get a little bit of a better line. 15 and 5 for Cousins with two blocks, which is pretty good. I don't mind him as a 16-team league boogie, 16-team uh, league guy, but not a 12-teamer. While the mess between the DiVincenzos, your Connertons, and your Allens, it's just that. It's like a wet fart sitting in your jocks. Dante had 11 and 9 in 19 minutes. That's pretty good. He shot 25%. That's pretty bad. Not a 12-team league player. Pat Connaughton, Jack Armstrong. I have been waiting 11 weeks for this. Get that garbage out of here! Nothing against Pat, but I just kept looking at everything he did. And went, oh, it's never going to continue. It's never going to continue. And then it just kept happening because injuries would just keep knocking one bloke out. And I looked like an absolute dickhead. And now, this is the Pat Connaughton that I know and dislike. 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. Richie Benno, what was that? Two for two, two, two. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, drop him. In I guess that's that's the key point. Drop him. Uh, Grayson Allen, also a clear drop. Four points in 23 minutes there. Georgie Hill played 16. And Wes Matthews, not even on a roster not long ago, played 22 for 11 points with three threes. Not saying he's a 12-team league bloke, but uh, yeah, he was available for people that wanted him and nobody wanted him. On to the Magic. They were without Cole Anthony, Hassani Gravit, Mo Bambari, Tuan Moore, Michael Mulder, Chumura Kiki, Michael Fultz, Jalen Suggs, um, the Spectre, Jonathan Isaac, Michael Carter-Williams, Terrence Ross, and Robin Lopez. But in good news, Mo Bamba is out of COVID protocols. He just needs to undergo the conditioning part of his return. Whether that happens next game or not, I don't know. Gary Harris's strong run continued. 17 points with three steals and three threes. He is a short-term 12-team league guy, while Wendell had 14, 10, and 5. And Franz Wagner, another solid game. 20 points. Unfortunately, it's as empty as Jordan Clarkson's lines. Three rebounds and one assist. Wagner, I guess off the top of your head, Wagner's been killing it, right? We know he's been killing it. Like, where is he in the in the you know, ranks over the last two weeks? Like, 75th. It's not... It's, it's good. It's not blowing us away. And then Anthony and Bamba and Akiki and Suggs and Ross and maybe Isaac and Fultz are all going to come back. And Wagner will slide back down 
NBA.com having him number one on the rookie ladder was an absolute joke. Love Wagner. Love the pick. Thought he was excellent. Thought he was a great prospect. Great, great pick at that spot. Having him number one on the rookie ladder is laughable and embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. I'm sorry, it is. You can just, again, if you're here in the YouTube comments, tell me below. Do you think I'm a dickhead? He is not the number one rookie this season. It's not remotely close. He's not even the top four guy. Maybe you could make the argument he's fourth in rookies. But no, he's not number one. Anyway, sell high. It's available there to sell high from Franz Wagner. With all those point guards out, Timmy Frazier, 13 points, three threes, and five assists. And as long as Cole Anthony is out, Suggs is a little bit off, Gravitz, like four more games, Frazier can be a stream option. Admiral Schofield played 18 minutes. Fred Gillespie started and played 14. But these guys like Gillespie and Schofield and Wagner, uh, not Wagner, um, uh, Frazier, um, they're not long-term options and they're not excellent short-term streamers uh, either. But they're there. We've got to talk about them. Frazier's probably got the most value out of those players for the short term. If you want to get fired up though, and you might want to get into a punch on about the value of Franz Wagner at number one on the rookie ladder, you might need Bilt Bar. Instead of getting those high-calorie sugary treats, Get them out of here and get yourself Built Bar. Built Bar's on most of them, 130 calories. That's ridiculous. The uh, sugary candy bars, I'm not even going to deign to give them a proper name. They are 240 calories. That is way too much. That is going to help you put on weight. And you want to do the opposite. New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. We want to be shedding those pounds. We want to be throwing steel around the gym. We want to be punching random people on the street. No, we don't. But if, if we want to look ripped, we want to look jacked, Built Bar is the answer. High in protein, low in fat, low in carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. And the taste, mwah, chef's kiss. I was at, sorry, Built Bar, but and the side, I was at a comedy show a while ago. Someone told a joke. It was my, someone, the comedian, the person on stage, the person I was there to see. They told a joke, right? It was mildly amusing. And the wanker behind me, Laugh like, oh, <laughs> chef's kiss. Said it out loud. My guy. My guy. Anyway, Biltbar. Go to Bilt.com. Use the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That's locked 15. You save 15% off. Biltbar, like that bloke behind me, was built different. All right. That obviously went off the rails. Let's look at the next game, the Philadelphia 76ers. They get the win. Over the Brooklyn Nets, 110-102. Embiid, 34-7, three threes, three steals and a block. Just a big, big game from Joel. Huge stuff from him. And he was ably assisted by Tyrese Maxey. 25-7-4 with five threes. It's wild, the inconsistencies with Maxey. We know that. We've got to deal with it. Can't do much about it. This is why he is a guy to hold on to. He'll have these games and he'll have five points on seven shots. That's fine. We hold him. Seth Curry had been dipping a little bit, but 17-3-6 is good, while the painter Matisse Thibel finally brought the defense back. Three steals and two blocks. Not a must roster. Dan Green is out and he will return. But good numbers there in 39 minutes. Toby Harris. Oh, man, the thick Hogsman is not being very thick or hogsy, is he? Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Yes, yeah, shitful. Nine points on 29% shooting. Zero threes, zero steals, zero blocks. He did have six assists, which, in the words of Sheev Palpatine, A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. But shot 29%, and he is like, he is a bit of a buy low, but man, he is just... Oh, I don't know, he's just not that good at the moment. The Big Avocado had 10 and 10, Andre Drummond in 16 minutes. That's nice to stream on a day like this, but he is not a must-roster player. While Furkan Korkmaz's terrible season continued, he was zero points on zero of four shooting, and Shake Milton thought, if you can do that, I can do better. Shit, shit, shit. 
It's impressive to get up six shots in 11 minutes when your name's Shake Milton, but to miss all six is equally impressive. Shake Milton is not a 12-team league guy. Pretty obviously, although not that obvious because people are still rostering him somehow in 12-team um, leagues. On to the net side of things. Durant was back, 33-6-4, just a casual 38 minutes in his first game back from COVID protocols. And people ask me this question, hey, Josh, when what's his name comes back from COVID? Um, are they going to be gassed? I mean, what's it going to be like? And it's impossible to know. Durant, first game back, 33-6, 38 minutes. Siakam played 41. Some blokes come back and play 22 minutes. Like, it's impossible to know. Jimmy Harden had 33-14-10, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, Jim Harden looks bloody good. He doesn't look like the same player at the start of the season. He looks bloody good. Um, Nick Claxton. Started next to LaMarcus Aldridge. That might be just because Claxton cannot handle Embiid. And we might see, I don't know who goes to the bench, but 33 minutes for Claxton, 10 and 9, 2 blocks. He is the center that fits with this starting lineup, and he must be rostered in 12-team leagues. He's 56th over the last two weeks. Aldridge was not bad, 12 and 8 with 2 blocks. Hold on to him while Bembry and Bruce Brown move to the bench, and they combine to go scoreless. While Pat Mills... He did the opposite. Remember when I talk about guys that when they get increased opportunity and then they pair that with higher usage and higher efficiency? Well, we saw players come back and Mills then combined that with terrible shooting. 20% shooting for five points. I'm not saying he's a drop, but I will be saying it really soon. He will not maintain 12-team league value this season, Pat Mills. It might take 11 weeks like I do with Pat Connaughton, but when time rolls around, it's just probably going to take until Kyrie plays or Joe Harris returns. Mills will not be must roster. Just, if you can trade him for any top 100 player, you do it. Um, not much else there. Blakey Griffin had the 10 minutes. Cam Thomas played four. He's going to be out of the rotation, you would guess, when Kyrie is actually eventually playing, which looks like it could be within a week or so, maybe even next week. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the undermanned Cleveland Cavaliers, awaiting the arrival of their savior, Rajon Rondo. They lose to the Wizards 93-110. Kevin Love played 29 minutes as the starting center and had 24 and 11. Jarrett Allen could easily be back tomorrow, or it could be the next game after that. Big game from Love, must roster. Larry Markinen continues to stink. 11-8 and 4. That's not that bad, but when your opportunity is as large as it is, I want to see more from him. Hold. In a 10-teamer, I think that Jack Armstrong can um, do something about that. Get that garbage out of here! Evan Mobley, 21-5. and five. Hot start for Mobley, but didn't really finish it off. But two blocks, one steal. Good game from him. And then, interestingly, after playing 23, 26, and 26 minutes the last three games, and then losing Ricky Rubio, one of their only ball handlers, Denzel the Hammer Valentine, plays zero minutes. Now, JB Bickerstaff, that makes no sense, my guy. I know Lamar Stevens returned and played 21 minutes, but do I need eight minutes of Malik Newman? Do I need 21 minutes of RJ Nembhard? The answer to that is a clear no. Is Valentine a part of a trade? Is Valentine being waived to accommodate Rajon Rondo? I thought Valentine was a great ad just to see what happened over these last next two games. Turns out that was fucking terrible. Like, obviously didn't work. Um, the panger, Kevin Pangos, had two points on 13%. The six assists are okay, but that's all it is. Just a stream for assists. Well, Dean Wade moved to the bench and had four points in his 21 minutes. And yeah... I talked ad, maybe ad nauseum. It felt like ad nauseum to me. It felt like I said it, kids, cover your ears. I'm just going to let loose here. Like, I feel like I fucking said it a hundred times yesterday about Isaac Okoro. He is not that good. Ricky Rubio going out does not mean that Isaac Okoro turns into Ricky Rubio. Now, he will probably be better than this, but he had 11-1-1 in 31 minutes. His value was not because he wasn't getting minutes and he's not a high usage player. He just is not Ricky Rubio. He's not that good. And you could have added him, and I understand adding him and hoping that, but that straight translation was complete bullshit from the jump. 
Hold him. They've got a back-to-back tomorrow. But this is a dude who's played 30 minutes a night this year and is ranked 242nd. And we are not expecting him to just take huge usage and get seven assists and two... Like, it's just not likely to happen. Am I right in saying that Okoro's shit? For now, yes. Will I be proven right at the end of the season? I've got no idea. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see him take those elevated steps forward. I just really doubt it. I really doubt he's going to be that 12-team league player. Could be wrong. Maybe this is a bad game. No, no, it was a bad game. Maybe it's just an off game and he gets better. But it's always hard to pass Pi when you think... I think this will happen. This does happen. And then how does my brain go, oh, well, Josh, you thought it would happen. And then it did happen. So therefore you're wrong on everything moving forward and it'll just change. It's hard to me to break that logic, um, that logic rule for me. So I look at it and go, yeah, well, I thought it. He did it. That's what, that's real. You might think something different. So if you think, nah, Kuro was going to step up and be 16, 5, and 6 with the steal and a half, and this is an off game, then you hold and you hope he gets back to that. I didn't see it. It didn't eventuate. Therefore, I think that I'm right and we'll see where it moves moving forward. But again, if you added him, hold him. It is a back-to-back. You got nothing to lose. Just hold him for that game. Long rant on Isaac Okoro. For the Wizards, they were without Spencer Dinwiddie and the table Montrez Harrell. Uh, Rui Hachimura, Hal Neto, Aaron Holiday. All those guys were out. Um, Bradley Beal returned though. 29, 6, and 10. 34 minutes. Big game. Dan Gafford, 11 and 9. One steal and five blocks. Huge game. If you can sell high on Dan Gafford while Harrell's out, by all means do it, but he is a must-roster player. KCP returned. 28 minutes, 12 points, 4 threes, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block. That is a great game from Contavious Caldwell-Pope. A few people asked me whether KCP is a must-add player in 10-team leagues, and I said no, and I stand by that. This is a line that is valuable for 10-team leagues. Now, on a day where there's three games on, if anyone's going to be a starter and play 13 minutes or 30 minutes, then they do have stream value. But as a long-term guy, no, I do not believe that Contavious Caldwell-Pope is a must-roster player, even though this was a good game. They started Brad Wanamaker at point guard. Yep, he plays for the Wizards now. 27 minutes, 7 points, 7 assists, and 2 steals. Literally just a stream for assists um, while Dinwiddie is out. While Kuzma had 25 and 10, unfortunately just 2 of 5 from the line. And Avdia 13 and 6. Some not bad numbers there. Um, Corey Kispert was shocking. 4 points on 10 shots. That's, sh- that's shitful. And then, yeah, not much else there. Only got 3 minutes of my man, Craig Sword, the swordsman. Um, yeah, unfortunately for him, I'd love to see more sword. Giggity. Um... Giggity. As much as possible. All right. And that will do it for the games. I just realized at the start, I talked about Julius Randle being out for COVID and I didn't mention it. Grab Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's a great 12-team stream. Grab him. I talked about it on the What to Watch For, but grab him. In fact, I think he was the uh, thumbnail pick on that. Let's look now at the lines of the night. The Monstrous goes to Drusif Holiday. The waiver wire line of the night is the aforementioned Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Your young gun is Maxi, and your dud is Pat Connaughton. Throw him to the curb. Your top 10 players today goes with a couple of Bucks players. Drew at number one, Giannis at number two, then Harden, Beal, Embiid, Maxi, Gafford, Middleton, Durant, and Love. Good night for the Kevins. The guys available in over 50% of leagues. We're looking at Caldwell Pope. Yeah, 14-team option as a long-term guy. Stream now in standards. No worries. Cousins. 14 to 16, Wanamaker, Stream, Frazier, Stream, Matthews, Deep Leagues Only, Roderick Hampton, annoys me that he didn't play more for the Magic, but it can be at least a short-term stream, DiVincenzo's 14, Wagner's very deep, Schofield and Brasdakers do not care at all, and then on to points leagues, the top 10 players today, Harden, Giannis, Drew, Embiid, Beal, Durant, Kuzma, Gafford, Love, and Maxi, and that will, guys, do it for me today, don't forget to follow this podcast on the old Apple Podcasts. 
Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and on Spotify. And on Spotify, go smack a five-star review on this show. That'd be great. And the Odyssey app, we're there too. And on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave a comment down below. Ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.